The Gutter Skypes. The Gutter Skypes record and present tabletop RPGs, played and enjoyed by participants who live thousands of miles away from each other. In this digital age, all things are possible. Many of them are even fun. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of The Gutter Skypes. This is episode 31, and this one will be a cartoon action hour installment, number five, play session five of Cartoon Action Hour. Deepest thanks and much appreciation once again to Eric, or you may know him as Blind Geek, for editing essentially putting together and preparing the file you're about to hear. This one was recorded on or around St. Patrick's Day. And Josh kind of took that and ran with it. He didn't ra- run with it. He sprinted and galloped with it. Uh, and you'll, you'll, that'll become quite evident <laughs> during, during uh, gameplay. Yeah, got a little wild with this one, but it all comes together, and it all actually managed to make a kind of sense and fit itself into the story, so kudos, congratulations, and well done, Josh, on that happening, uh, despite anything Eric and I went to do. So, uh, speaking of that, who was who? Uh, Once again, just as a reminder, Eric, or Blind Geek, was playing... Bladestar, uh, I'm Anim5, I was playing Smack Chainmore, and of course, Josh was the Game Master, also known as Lion Court. So I hope you enjoy this, it, uh, it's quite a bit of fun. Before we get started though, before we start rolling right into the recording of the game session, I've got some listener feedback that I'd like to read and get out there earlier rather than later. I know the next Gutter Skypes release isn't going to be uh, until next week, and that one has actually already been recorded, so we're talking about two weeks from now. I just wanted to get this read earlier, and it comes from Sparky Dave, and this is what Sparky Dave wrote. Hey, I am sending this email to Anim5, also known as Hank in the Gutter Skypes Spirit of the Centuries Adventures. I hope I have the correct screen moniker. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you how much I have enjoyed listening to your podcasts from last year concerning the shocking shaman of Shanghai. You guys are awesome, and I must say, quite hilarious. I have yet to hear the Hex play, and I can't wait. I am currently listening to Spirit of the Season with Blind Geek as GM. I wish I could play Spirit of the Century with you all sometime. This game rocks. Thanks again to the Gutter Skypes boys and gals. Actually, it is and gal. That would be Nikki, um, the most uh, the most recent addition. Not so recent, actually. Now, uh, she's been with us for the full Spirit of the Season uh, adventures that we've been uh, carrying on with. Spirit of the Season. Yeah, just because it's two thirty-five in the morning, and um, that's no excuse. Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies. You're the GM for crying out loud. Can't you remember that? Well done, Anum. Yes, Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies. Sorry. Uh, so, yes, that is correct. Thanks again to the Gutter Skypes boys and gal. I'll stay tuned to next week's exciting episode. 
thrilling organ music ending. And that from Sparky Dave. And there is a subsequent email that came sometime later, and I'm actually uh, pretty happy to convey this one too because it's got great news in it, and I'll just continue. In this second email, again, from Sparky Dave. Just found the cool organ background you use for the Gutterskypes intro. I love it. Five Minute Mysteries. Found it on an old-time radio site, which is a hoot. So little time, so much to listen to. I can't wait to use it for a spirit-of-the-century game I'm trying to start with my brother and sons. Just have to come up with an original name for the group. We're going to try it on Skype a la Gutterskypes. Gee, can you tell I'm excited? I've been searching for this music for three weeks. Sorry I had to steal your idea. It's perfect. Again, thanks for the inspiration, Adam. Have a great Thanksgiving holiday, and give my regards to the rest of the gang. You guys are better than anything on cable. Well, thank first of all, thank you very, very much, Sparky Dave. Excellent, excellent to get feedback, and as always, it's uh, positive feedback. Rocks. Like it. Love it. Negative feedback is accepted and will be read. We just always hope we n- will never get any. <laughs> At any rate, I did write back to Sparky Dave and and congratulated him, of course, on on finding that music. I feel a little bad, actually. I wish he I wish he dropped. I could have saved him three weeks. I wish he dropped me an email saying, "Hey, what's that music?" And I I, I instantly would have told him it's not uh, it's not exactly my stuff. And, and I mean, it's in the public domain. It's an old time radio show. Uh, it, it and comes from, as he said, Five Minute Mysteries. Of course, he, he, he experienced the thrill and the victory of actually having tracked it down uh, through, uh, through whatever methods he used, uh, organ music, Google search, radio, old time, whatever, uh, and found it. I'm actually impressed that he found it in three weeks because there's, uh, there's organ transition music and intro music in so many of those old time radio shows, but I, I could have saved him some time. I would have just sent it out to him, but... Big time congratulations to Sparky Dave for finding it on his own. Uh, he also reminded me that there's an omission on the Gutter Skype's homepage. I should actually credit that source as part of the show. On the International Detective Dragons from Outer Space website homepage, I do, in fact, credit that intro music. That, uh, that came from the old-time radio show Speed Gibson and the International Secret Police. And in the right-hand column, I have it noted as such. So next time I update the page, actually, probably if you go to see it uh, shortly after downloading this show, and I always recommend folks to go see uh, go see the Gutter Skypes page because it's got show notes and all kinds of interesting other stuff on it that you'll see. And in fact, it is from Five Minute Mysteries. Okay, what's good about the, what else is good about this? What's good about this is he's gonna he's gonna do up a, a Skype game of his own, and I've always I've always encouraged that. Everybody on the Gutter Skypes is 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 certainly happy to hear that. New actual play recordings are going to be done, uh, whether they're around a table where people are getting together or whether they're over Skype or whatever method you use. If you're listening to these recordings, it means that you have enjoyed the style of gameplay that you've been hearing, and it may spark your interest to get into role-playing games again, if you have in the past, or maybe start your own for the first time. And doing it over the internet is certainly a viable option, as you can hear. And that's just... that's. That's excellent news. I hope it really, I hope it works out for you guys and that you get a really fun game going. And so uh, a great Thanksgiving holiday to you as well. Sparky Dave. 
One more, uh, one more email here, real quick. This one actually is going to be repeated in uh, International Detective Dragons from Outer Space, episode 78. It uh, isn't game-specific. It isn't gutter-skype-specific. As you know, solid symbols, which uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, you can replace the words solid symbols with Anum 5 making stuff and trying to sell it, uh, is, is a proud sponsor of both International Detective Dragons from Outer Space and the Gutter Skypes, and that it very simply translates into if I sell things that I make and actually uh, uh, get above the break-even point, which I haven't actually yet, <laughs> uh, then uh, some of that additional, some of that cash can, can actually help pay for uh, bandwidth and hosting fees and all the rest of the stuff that goes, uh, goes into the expenses of running a, running a podcast, uh, including gutter skypes. And so that's how this is pertinent to both shows. So here we go. It is from Dave. I'm not going to say his last name because I didn't find his full name spelled out on his blog. And we'll link to that too. But here it is. It's from Dave. And he says, Hi, Adam 5. I recently received my solid symbol and I love it. In my spare time, I'm a photographer and my preferred subjects are toys and models. I know it sounds strange, but it's actually really fun and gives me opportunities that I otherwise wouldn't have. It's not like I can just ask Batman for a photograph. As soon as I saw your work, I knew I had to have one. Not only is the craftsmanship excellent, and it looks great on my shelf, it is also functional as a photo prop. As a thank you for putting your work out for people like me to find, I wanted to shoot a photo especially for you, featuring my solid symbol. Thank you again for all your great work, Dave. And he he has a uh, he has a website that features his photography, folks. This is excellent stuff. Uh, not only is the picture that uh, that featured, uh, I, mean, I took a look at the picture which he sent to me, which is a um, um, superbly massive JPEG that has uh, the solid symbol that he purchased in the background. And it's excellent for that. It forms it forms a great background. This this guy knows what he's doing. This guy definitely knows what he's doing, and he puts out quality work. It's L Dave Photo E L D A V E Photo all one word dot blogspot dot com. Uh, check that out and and see the fine work that he does. And so thank you, thank you very much for for coming up with that image. It too, along with the rest of your work, is a, a super work of art, and I'm very glad that uh, one of my pieces features in it. All right. So yes, those two—that's uh, the feedback that I wanted to get out early, rather th- earlier rather than later. And now we're going to get into Cartoon Action Hour Part Five. Thanks once again to Blind Geek for editing and Josh for recording. Please enjoy. All right. We turn you to the broadcast of Captive Souls, brought to you in BBC One by Francis Ford's Potato Crisps. I have no idea. What? I <laughs> don't know. Just let it go. Move on. Well, so. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, I think Eric wanted to do something with his pops before we started this week. Oh, I have five. Don't. How many do I have? Wait, I have it written down here. Hang on. It says five, so I'm assuming that's up to date. Yeah, because you didn't do anything with yours last time. Uh, Adam did some stuff with his right before we 
closed up shop last time. Yeah. Yep. I had one left over from before. Yeah, it must have been five because when I got five, that turned into six, which allowed me to come up with something Mickle might, and I set that at five. Yep. And I have none left over, so that the math works out that way. Okay, I'm taking four of these and raising my cybernetic arm to six. And I will raise with my final point my intimidate from three. All right. All right, for the love of God. <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> And I've stopped, so we're good. I'm much louder than that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm raising my Intimidate to four, is what it boils down to. All right. And my Cybernetic Arm up to six, so I am now popless, and I just saved the sheet. All right. Uh, a couple of uh, things before today's episode actually gets underway. Uh, first... Recap of last week's episode, just to make sure we all remember where we were. You guys went down into the uh, caves of the merpeople, and you met the merpeople looking for the king. Princess Shasta took you down in there, you caught some fish, brought it to the banquet, king got poisoned, you were accused, you escaped, followed Shasta out. Shasta turned out to actually be Fantra, the real Shasta, who is now uh, going to be the rightful ruler of the merpeople since the king is dead, is uh, apparently being held somewhere, and the merpeople have asked you to get her back. And oh, and of course, uh, Fantra made off with the sword of Zim... Yes, I'd just like to point out for the first half of that recap, you are doing a pretty dead-on impersonation of the movie phone guy. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to movie phone. And up your end of the caves went to see the people, and you grabbed some fish, and... Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think I've heard much of the movie phone guy, but... It doesn't exist anymore. It used to be this phone number you could call and... and... It doesn't? No, it's long, long gone. I but, knew I didn't have it in my area, so that's why I haven't called it, but I didn't know it, it was gone, gone. Oh, yeah, it's gone, gone. But, uh, yeah, you would call up and you could say the name of the movie that you wanted information on. It would tell you all the theaters in your area that it was playing at. And the, had this guy with this really over-the-top voice. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I managed to entertain myself thoroughly in, <laughs> in a completely stupid way by coming up with alternate titles for the movies that the machine would still recognize correctly. <laughs> and I remember my favorite one was, uh, God, this has got to have been about almost 10 years ago now, was uh, Love Labor's Lost, if you remember that film. And uh, my alternate title that it would recognize as the correct movie was Land Lubber's Floss. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. It was fun. I probably would have pulled a Homer Simpson mode and said, I think it's called the bus that couldn't slow down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next piece of business before we begin is uh, this episode uh, is treading new territory in this series. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say this episode is brought to you in part by... Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's substantially different than our our past two uh, forays or uh, three forays, and um, and uh, if it is unliked or unpopular, you have no one to blame but Blade Star. Oh hell! 
It is all his fault that this episode exists. Oh, dear. I don't know what he did, but... Uh, eh. All right. At the end of the last episode, Fantra and Valamir vanished in a puff of magic, and there was no way to follow them. Uh, in the interim between episodes, you have decided to go to the last known place. You were aware of that Valamir had any sort of base or encampment. So you have gone to the middle of a large forest that is several miles inland from the coast, and you are traveling down a path that's been made in the forest, presumably by a deer or something, and that is where our story begins. Okay. We are traveling down a deer path. In a forest. With a stone woman. (laughs) And... A necklace with a pendant that presumably belonged to the princess. Yes, yeah, so the yes. ten dollar medallion, which I'm assuming Bladestar is still wearing. Yep. Yeah. Because he's no reason not to. Other than the and fact it, that it makes him look a bit like a sissy. But other than that And it offered proof that the princess was probably captured and that we have never actually laid eyes on the real princess, that it was Fantra all along. It was a fembot. It was <laughs> all along. A large, juicy fruit falls off of a tree and splatters on Bladestar's head, the, <laughs> the pulp of which dribbles down his hair and gets caught behind his ears. Okay, ew. Ew. <laughs> I wipe the pulp off of my ears and take a lick. Hmm. It tastes, tastes like right? juicy fruit. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sour tasting, actually. Oh. Mm. You can roll a hyper-awareness roll, please. Okay, yeah, I've abandoned the D12 throwing thing. I thought that was kind of silly after I had a week to think about it. <laughs> okay, the total is nine. For just the briefest of moments, you think you hear something amidst the trees. However, you are um, instantly distracted from hearing that when Smack trips over something that appears not to actually be there. In what other the words, hell? He trips over nothing and falls flat on his face. Um, wow. <laughs> what invisible treachery is this? Oh, is there invisible? I thought you were just, you know, trying to work out your circus dance. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> work out my circus dance? <laughs> I, uh, apparently, I've been talking in my sleep, and these are plans that my subconscious has not let my conscious know about yet. <laughs> Little did I know that I had all along desired to be in the cir- Anyway, <laughs> I have fallen over and tripped on something that isn't here, or does not appear to be here. Are you sure you're just not trying to cover up for clumsiness there, Smack? No, I'm not. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Okay, I just wanted to clear that up. You really should be more careful, Shaylee says, who's just been trailing along behind you. As always. You know, just once, I would like to see you do something useful. Ah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Okay, I go over to, um... Wait a minute. Before I do anything, I have to ask. I'm getting the impression there was no tree... From which I saw the fruit. Well, you're walking in the forest. There's lots of trees around. It's it's possible that you just didn't see it. Yeah. 
I guess it's as weird as this is going to sound. I've never really acquainted going through a forest with fruit trees. You don't usually think of Mirkwood as, oh, and they have such lovely pears growing there. <laughs> well, not long ago, we were breathing underwater, and there's a woman made of stone following us. So. That, no, no, no. I'm not criticizing <laughs> the, the credibility of the story. I'm, I'm just saying that, that... It's the incongruous nature of... Yes. Of the planet of the... That's, that's all I was just pointing. It was the agreed. I wasn't understood. Sure. Okay. Anyway, so uh, I'm going to stretch out my hands and try and feel behind me wherever whatever it was I tripped over and see if my hand feels object but sees none. It feels absolutely nothing. However, I will say that when you did trip, it felt almost like there was a wire across the path, but there does not appear to be one now. Uh, I don't I, see I, anything, I, Smack. <laughs> What I tripped over felt like a wire. I don't see it there now, but I didn't see it there before. However, Smack does notice something, which I'm not going to make you roll for because it's blatantly obvious, that's painted like a bit of graffiti across Shaylee's stone chest is what appears to be the image of a hand making a rude gesture. <laughs> Parental discretion is advised in this cartoon. What are you staring at, Smack? There are fiendish, rude imps at work in this forest. There's Look a, down at your chest. There's a John Wayne impersonator, too. <laughs> you need to get rid of them. She looks down and says, <laughs> I've been graffitied on. What? What, what the hell? <laughs> I'm, I'm only laughing. I'm sorry. I'm going to shut Do up. Do you now. have a smoke? <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> And you know the way back to the Silks for Dollars saloon. <laughs> the more I hear of Shaylee, the longer this goes on, the more I think, this is a middle-aged lady that should be behind the glass in the New York subway collecting change. <laughs> they started out as this frightened young girl and has turned into a... Uh, Did you fill in your paperwork, Wazowski? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sound like that way till you guys turned me into stone. I'm watching you, Gene Moore. I'm watching you. Stay alert, my friend. I think that there are invisible forces at work in this forest, and they're very close by. Uh, no, sir. Shaley, you check it out. No sooner does Smack make his observation than an enormous. And quite magnificent handlebar mustache sprouts from beneath Bladestar's nose. What the? What the? Uh, that looks pretty good on me, what? actually. I think I'll. <laughs> I hold up the shield of Zim so that he can get a better look. Wow. <laughs> you know, I don't know where it came from, but that's kind of touching, if I may say. Mischievous pranks, one after another. Yes. I like the enhancement plate, Star. <laughs> I can't tell you how thrilled I am that you, of all people, are taking um, great delight in it. Maybe we could go get some coffee sometime. Or a movie. <laughs> no, we, we can't. We could <laughs> dance until the dawn. <laughs> You're very strange. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could go get some counsel. 
I would like to, as slowly as it is possible, I think I'm going to have to roll for this. Not actually trying to whip at something, but slowly swing the electric chain of justice and a lazy arc in a circle around myself. I'm going to step about 10 or 20 feet away from Bladestar and Shaylee and just swing the chain around to see if it catches up on anything that's not visible. All right. Go ahead and roll. Where's the good die? Here it is. Now, while he's rolling on that, Bladestar, I'd also like another hyper-awareness roll from you. Twelve. I'm letting him go first, but I just was giving you a chance to get that, though. The die rolled a nine, and I don't have any particular enhancement on awareness. I just got a nine. Yeah, but you have some sort of uh, agility thing, yes? Nimbus of Nimbus. Nimbus. I'm going to make you do that, because you're swinging your chain around. Go ahead and add that. Oh, 14, then. You swing your chain around in a wide arc all around you. You don't hit any trees, you don't hit any brush, and you don't hit anything invisible. What kind of weird forest is this? Well, I mean, it doesn't go through the trees or anything. Oh, okay. He just, he just manages not to hit any. Oh, okay. And it doesn't hit anything invisible either. Blade Star, also, you hear something almost like someone sniggering. Okay, I, I get the idea. There's someone here who is invisible who is doing magic on us. All right. The fun is over. Why don't you show yourself so we can all move on with our lives? There's a slight snap-type noise, and suddenly Smack feels very itchy inside his armor. This is most uncomfortable. <laughs> Are you feeling itchy in your armor? <laughs> Try the new Scratch Be Gone. <laughs> you are very, very itchy. You do a little dance till the dawn yourself there, Smack? <laughs> I am, and I'm looking around for water or something to dive into, because this is extremely uncomfortable. I'm sure it's amusing our newfound stranger to no end, though. It's not only amusing the stranger, it's kind of amusing me. <laughs> you notice, you notice uh, after looking down, because you haven't done it and I'm making you do it, Smack, that uh, you've got ants crawling out of your armor, hence the itchiness. Ah! A flowery pink umbrella pops out of Bladestar's cybernetic arm. Oh, hell. Okay. I insist that if I'm going to have a one-shot thing that's stuck that there the whole time... That doesn't count. Thank doesn't you. Count. Okay. It's something I have to declare. <laughs> okay. A bird flies by and does what birds usually do on statues to Shaylee. Shaylee, it's an improvement. Uh, now I'm the one looking for some water. I refuse to <laughs> I stay know here and she's the play the cha- fool. The, the subway change lady or the cab driver? <laughs> <laughs> hey, gravelly voice it says so right here. Um, <laughs> there's another it's in my contract. <laughs> there's another snapping noise, and suddenly Smack is over his armor, wearing a pair of green tights and a blue kilt. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Could you clarify? Is there a pair of green tights and a blue kilt over the top of my existing armor? Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> My friend, I refuse to stay here on stage, as it were, an invisible prankster. I'm going back the way we came, and I suggest we all do the same. I'm heading. Oh God, back he's to... speaking in rhyme now, on top of everything else. I'm, b- I'm going back along the path. 
We're heading back in the Don't direction. Don't worry, Smack, you're not to blame. This is just some trickster's... Silly game. Silly game. Thank you. <laughs> I follow you back. A small bearded man steps into the path to block your way. He is dressed all in green. <laughs> Kick him in the crotch. Oh, oh son sorry. of a bitch. I was only kidding. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Has it dawned on you now, Mr. Bladestar? <laughs> I, I, I hate you and everything you stand for, sir. That's all I have to say. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. And you... Sir, could you elaborate on this figure that just stepped out into the bath? Oh, do we really have to? I think it's quite... He's after me lucky charms. Well, I missed the description, that's why. Uh, well, that's okay. He's a, was just he's a small, old-bearded man dressed all in green. Ah, uh, okay. What the bloody hell are you doing in my first? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, no. You saw Sotsi save Christmas. Now, the captive soul save <laughs> We are looking for a tome. Are the Leprechaunicon. By... <laughs> Not actually true, but... Okay, that's brilliant. I don't say that. I don't actually say that. Is it you that's responsible for these fiendish tricks? Responsible for what fiendish tricks? My good this, friend's mustache. This, for one, I... I this, yeah. These well, ants, well, this foolish clothing outside my armor, that poor woman's chest that was painted on. <laughs> for all hyper-awareness, Bladestar. Okay, whoops. Uh, I can't say that I'm personally responsible, nay. Eleven. You hear laughter coming from many, many places all um, around you. Don't look now, uh, Smack, but I think there are more than one of them. Where this guy came from. Anyway, you didn't answer my question. What the bloody hell are you doing in my first? Yeah, big well, fat ugly blokes. Walking. Uh, what do you Ooh. think about doing walking for? <laughs> we are on several quests. Uh, a lot of nerve questing in my forest. Well, it's not really my forest, but still. Whose forest would you recommend we quest in? Somebody else's goddamn forest. We've had enough bleeding people <laughs> running through this forest every bloody day and every bloody night. This is the uh, HBO 80s cartoon. <laughs> Yeah, very well, funny. Uh, you better watch it or I'll rip that mustache right out of your bleeding face. Oh, feel free. It wasn't here a couple minutes ago. I won't miss it if it's gone now. Yes, but you might miss the skin that comes off with it. Uh, or yeah, the man. lip that comes off with the skin. Or perhaps the face that comes off with your head. Now, now, let's calm down and just be rational about this. We mean no harm to you. We mean no harm to your friends. And we certainly don't mean any harm to this forest. We simply seek an enemy and a clue as to where he might be now. A young, beautiful-looking leprechaun, about the same size, but much younger as this guy, comes out. She is dressed in a tightly-fitting green bodysuit. Oh, Father, be nice to these folks. Don't you know who they are? They are the Knights of Shenseen. Knights of Shenseen, my spleen! He cries. There's more laughter from the trees about you. Look, with all due respect, we are actually trying to accomplish something, and we'd like to get back to it. So just show us where your pot of gold is, or leave us the hell alone. <laughs> you, you say you're looking for an enemy, I hear. 
found one we have, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it you've been looking for? I don't think we found an enemy. I think we found friends, many friends. Because if they feel the same way about Valamir that we do, the older, a creature uh... of evil he is. I know that if he's been in this forest, you would know who he was. The older leprechaun and the younger leprechauness exchange a glance. I think we better take you to Lord Leg- uh, Legless. I forgot his name for a minute. Lord. Lord. Blimey. He's my <laughs> lord and I forgot. Did you say Legolas? I said Legolas, yes. And I have to ask, does John O'Smith wind up with Leprechaunus? Ay, ay, ay. Thank you. My name's Lucas, by the way, and this is my daughter, Leanna. Lucas and Leanna the Leprechauns. Yes, Leanna and Lucas are Leprechauns, and yes, Lord Legolas is the Leprechaun Lord of the Leprechauns. More pleased to meet you now that we are not strangers. I am Smack Chainmore. And this is my good friend and companion, Bladestar. Go smack yourself. (laughs) So be it. Let's go, let's go. I take it to the Lord Legolas. Does he happen to be in a wheelchair? (laughs) Or does he like... Yeah, yeah, outsiders, you think you're mighty funny, don't you? Does he shoot two arrows at a time and surf (laughs) downstairs on a shield? That too. (laughs) That's a pretty umbrella you're carrying around there, lad. (laughs) Yeah, I retract the umbrella. Assuming I can retract the umbrella. Uh, sure, what the hell. However, you're tut, not so tut. lucky with the mustache. That's okay, I like the mustache. <laughs> I speak in code to my friend, Bladestar. We are Oosgrade. <laughs> <laughs> I have no response to that. I just sort of nod. Follow us, we'll take you to Lord Legolas. He might have some information for you. Well, then we shall follow. A veritable legion of leprechauns make their way out of the trees. There are hundreds of them surrounding like you. A legion of leprechauns like locusts leap to our location. And What uh, he said. Yes, and they all surround you and push and shove at your calves as they <laughs> urge you forward following Lucas and Leona through the forest. Okay, I leap along with alacrity. <laughs> <laughs> I stride purposely forward. <laughs> and the leprechauns lead libaciously. <laughs> I don't think we can go any further with that. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> Better they should be active than lolling about in their lick shit way. <laughs> Right. I like it. <laughs> you, after some time, come to a clearing where uh, you see a small hut which resembles the stump of a tree. Lucas, let's let lie our locomotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we can look at what's here. <laughs> yeah, thank you. are so funny. <laughs> okay, tree stump hut. Okay. I'm not amused at all. Ah, uh, you know, with a mustache like this, how can I not be amused? We're going to have a little bit of a problem getting you in there. You're a wee bit too big. 
You're kidding. <laughs> Tell Legolas to let forth his lordship that we may look upon him. Well, Lord Legolas is the lord of these parrots, and you got to go inside. He's not coming oh. out to you. He doesn't take orders, especially from the likes of humans. Well, do you have some sort of shrinking machine? We don't have any sort of shrinking machine, says Leona. However, if you chew on some of this bark, and she pulls some bits of tree bark out of her pockets, it'll make you smaller for a while. <sighs> okay, these people have put a mustache on me. They've made my friend trip. They've put graffiti on useless one, whatever her name, Shaylee. Thanks a lot, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> We've just completely thrown aside the entire... Wow. All right. Uh, but nothing life-threatening so far, my friend. Nothing life-threatening. <laughs> yes, but do we want to trust them when they are offering us something we should eat? I don't know that we'll be able to make any further progress in this wood unless we deal with the powers that be. And surrounding us now, an incredible power, bees. We won't be able to make any progress in this wood unless we eat this wood from this wood. Again, what you said. Yes. <laughs> Diana, will our clothing also shrink with us if we chew of this wood? It will indeed. The first convenience that I've noticed. I take a piece. I take a piece from her and wait for Bladestar. Good <laughs> <laughs> smack. Very dangerous. You go first. <laughs> if he's got a piece in his hand, then I'll go ahead and chew some. Yeah, okay. I'll pull my piece. God's sakes, you people need them get moving on. <laughs> All right, do you, uh, you, you munch on the, uh, the bark, which tastes remarkably like sugar-frosted cereal and marshmallows. <laughs> hmm. Well, I gotta tell you guys, this is mighty lucky and uh, charming of you to offer this to us. As you munch, you shrink until you're roughly at eye level with the leprechauns. Now, does the piece of wood that we're chewing on in order to shrink shrink with us, or is it this big honking plank at this point? <laughs> it's just like a cinnamon stick. Oh, okay. I feel remarkably compact. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we go in, then? Yes, let's go in. Now I know how a smurf feels. <laughs> <laughs> he opens a very small door in the side of the tree stump hut and walks inside. Many of the other leprechauns, though not all, including Leona, follow you all in, and you find yourselves inside a one-room hut. There's a uh, table, some chairs, and a bed in one corner. Seated in the chair is a very kingly sort of leprechaun wearing a crown upon his balding head. A lepre king, as it were. <laughs> Greetings, your majesty, your royal laconical leprechaunicus. And <laughs> 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 what the bloody hell are you? <laughs> I'm a knight of Shinzi. A likely story. I don't know if I believe you. His name is Bladestar. My name is Smack Chainmore. 
All we can do is perform our deeds and live our lives. If our fame does not precede us, can we be blamed for that? We are indeed Knights of Shenzhen. Knights of Shenzhen. I thought those all died out years ago. We are the last that we know of, of our kind. I pull out my laminated Knights of Shenzhen card and offer it to it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I shouldn't have said I'm just kidding. I should see if Josh would have gone for it. Ed, and what, <laughs> what brings you to our forest? And why are you trespassing in our place? We seek to recover an artifact and to rescue a kidnapped princess. I see. And who is this kidnapped princess, I pray tell? Her true name is Shasta. She is the princess of the Mer people, and now the leader, the last remaining royal leader of that mysterious undersea folk. Her name is Shasta, and she's a princess, you see. Yes, Lord Legolas. I wonder if she's got a bubbly personality. Behind you. <laughs> 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 bubbly personality. <laughs> Uh, behind you, you hear another little noise from some of the leprechauns that have followed you in, and a goatee appears on Blightstar's face to match his <laughs> mustache. Simultaneously, <laughs> Smack's nose begins to get longer and longer. Getting to nose you, getting to nose all about you. And so what can I help you with? He asks as if nothing's happening. Are you familiar with Valamir? Uh, the up. timing could not have been better on that because I swear to God it's right here in my notes as well. A, a cuckoo bird pops out of Blaystar's cybernetic arm and announces the time. Cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> that's, the timing just could not have been more perfect on this. It's very strange. That's frightening synchronicity, that is. <laughs> That's very odd, yes. Yeah. Um, it, it goes off automatically. I had no... Yeah, that's very odd. <laughs> I'm slightly weirded out by that. Yes, I have heard of, uh, of Valamir. I sound a little bit like uh, the guy that plays Igor in the old Frankenstein. Hey, you kind of do. I wasn't going to say anything because I've already given you enough shit this game, but uh, yes. yes uh, it's trying to keep the Irish accent going. i got to remember it. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yes, I'm familiar with Valamir, but I thought he was just a figment of some idiot human's imaginations. No, that would actually be you people. Uh, no, he's real enough. He is no figment, but a force of evil in this world. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How did you guys come to be here? We were under the impression that but for... I said but for... That but for a few, <laughs> few remnants of our order and uh, evil forces of Valamir, that this place was completely bereft of life. Why am I talking like smack team? <laughs> God dang it. It's a leprechaun trick. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Let me tell you, we never came from but three, but four, or but five. <laughs> <laughs> However, we lived here in secret all the time. It's just the people didn't... Well, now I'm becoming half Scottish, half Irish. <laughs> we lived here all the time. And the people never knew of our existence. Okay. I can live with that. 
A flock of butterflies begin congregating around Smack Chainmore's extremely elongated nose. <laughs> All right, look, we've put up with a lot of this nonsense. If it's all now- the same to you, Lord Legolas, it is far easier for us humans to concentrate when we are not distracted by these strange winds. And stupid. I suppose I could have my people stop harassing you. I suppose. I do have some information for you about Valamir, though. If you like to hear it. Please. I listen intently. A few days ago... I'm all ears and he's all nose. <laughs> a few days ago, he starts again, but before he's able to continue, all of the leprechauns suddenly dash to hiding places, under the table, behind the chair, under the bed, in the cupboards, until the only people left standing in the middle of the room are you and Shaylee, of course. Okay, I find a place to hide since I'm the same size as they are. I hide under the table, jostling leprechauns to get in. Move, make, make way, move Shh, over. Be quiet! It's coming! Shh, shut up! Smack Chainmore moves to the door and cautiously peers out. An enormous, absolutely huge leopard is outside, sniffing around the stump. A leopard con? It's... It's... Uh, yes! It? Hang on a minute. Yes! It's it's the leprechaun lunching leopard. Leprechaun lunching leopard. It's L cubed. <laughs> if we're not quiet, he's gonna eat us all, including you. Oh, he won't eat me. You hear Lord a loud Legos. thumping noise as the leopard is batting at the hut with its paws. Boom. Boom. Hell with this. Hey, leopard! Boom. This is a danger that cannot stand. Boom. Come in here, we'll give you something to eat. Boom. And I. Shh, my sword pops out. Boom. I could wish to be of a larger size, Boom. but I don't think there's time for that. I'm going to leap out of the Boom. stump and. Should we roll initiative at this point? <laughs> we should, yes. Like, sir, are, are you know. following in Smack Chain? I don't want to just jump yes, in front yes. of us. Roll for initiative then, folks. Okay, I don't remember how many oomph I have, so... Yeah, you should have four. Uh, four? I think it's four. Yeah, I think we ended up with four last time. Okay, so it's um, ten. Die rolled a seven, eleven. You always got to one-up me, huh, Smack? Just always got... No, I'm just kidding. It's the... <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's the blue frost to die. Can't just let the cyber geek win once in a while. Oh, no. Yeah, what makes you think going first is going to be such a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> so, anyway, does the leopard go first, or do we get to whatever? The leopard's getting the first go, yes. Uh, and <laughs> it lunges... For Bladestar. It's jaws opening wide. By the way, the size of its head is about twice the size of each of you. Oh, that's no good. 
It's a big leprechaun lunching leopard. Well, um... I jump in his mouth. I, uh... Yeah, that, that's what you want to do. Yep. Alright, you jump into the leopard's mouth. And, uh... What were your guys' initiative rules? I'm sorry. Le- uh, 11 for smack, and what was it for Blaster? 10. 10, okay. You have leapt into its mouth. I'm going to... Uh, actually, no, I wanted a, some sort of agility rule on that. Hang on, I don't remember what my agility is. Let me look. Okay, it's four. Not the roll of trait. Ooh! Yes! Natural 12, baby. So that's 28. There we are. Alright, you successfully leap into the leopard's mouth. And uh, as that is such an exceptional roll, was there anything else you wanted to go along with that? Yes, I would like to... (laughs) I slice down with my sword and cut his... This is very violent for an 80s... Oh, well. I cut his tongue. All right. Fierce fighter roll, please. 15 plus the plus 3. So 18, because I'm including the sword enhancer, unless you tell me otherwise. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's 18. All right. You slice the poor leopard's tongue. It actually slices off the tip of his tongue. The uh, leopard squeals in pain and spits you out right at the feet of Smack Chainmore, who is the next in the initiative, in the, in the battle here. I'm going to attempt to wrap the electric chain of justice around both of its front legs. Quick commercial break. I'm going to say goodbye to my wife, who is heading for work. So roll that, okay. and I'll be right back. All right. I'm talking like an announcer. For some reason, I do not know why. <laughs> Well, if there ever was a reason, this would be it. It's going to be very anticlimactic when he returns. <laughs> I rolled a natural one. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, we'll wait for his return then, for for the <laughs> yes. humor to commence. Uh, liking I'm this episode going... so far? Oh, this is cool. This is fine. Okay. It's perfect. It's in season. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I was going for. All Blade Star's fault, as I say. Yeah, I've been thinking about that a little bit, but I've been I'm running over in my head. What the hell did he do? Is it the sand dollar medallion? Is it the... Uh... Uh, no, no, no. The whole reason this episode exists was just because at the end last time, Eric made a joke that next week we'll have a St. Patrick's Day special of Captain Soul. Oh, God. He did say that. <laughs> and so I ran with it. Okay. Surprise. Uh, we now resume. Yes. We now return to Captive Soul Soul. Okay. Uh, I, I was rem- reminding him that last week you, you know, this was all your fault because you had said that next week we'll have a St. Patrick's Day special. <laughs> and then, <laughs> did and I? Thus, the, the idea was born. Oh, Lord. No. All right. Be careful um, what I... you wish for. <laughs> I didn't say I was wishing for it. It was actually a, a statement of foreboding. Um, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> before uh, before Blade makes his attack, he shouts into the tree stump or in through the doorway, Layana, if there is a cure for our size, please toss it outside. And then I make my electric chain of justice attack to wrap it around the legs of the leopard. And I roll a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> 
you uh, swing your chain of justice, uh, trying to get it around the uh, leopard's front legs. However, it uh, miscarries and swings up into the leopard's face. It catches on one of his teeth, which lifts you up off the ground and slams you through the thatched roof of the stump. Whoa! <laughs> You've destroyed the roof, and uh, the uh, you are now inside the hut once more. But the chain is still attached to the uh, leopard's uh, <laughs> tooth. Oh, no. The, uh, the uh, leopard jerks its head back up as its action. With Whoa! The, uh, which uh, <laughs> snaps the chain upward, and Smack Chainmore comes flying up back out of the hut once again. <laughs> slams into the ground beside Blade Star, creating a Smack Chainmore shaped hole in the ground. <laughs> oh jeez! Well, I should say tiny smack chamber sized hole in the ground. Blade Star, I think I'm a. <laughs> <laughs> that was the leopard's action, by the way. Blade Star is up. Are there trees around here? I mean, we're in the forest still, right? You are, yes. You're in a clearing in the middle of. The yes, forest. yes. I take my sword and I uh, slash at a tree, causing it to fall on top of, or at least in the path of, the leopard. Okay, I would require, I think, agility, unless you've got something you think would be more uh, appropriate well, or beneficial. My sword? Yeah, it's not fighting, though. Well, neither is this. I'm cutting a tree. That's what I'm saying. But the sword is still an applicable trait because it's what I'm using. It's an enhancer, is it not? Well, it still has a rating. It's got a rating of six. Right. But what's its enhancer? Three? Is that how that... Yeah, it? it enhances fierce fighting with plus three. Right. Okay. But I, I'm going to say, in this case, you're going to do an agility, and I'll let you use the enhancer on that. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, hell. Well, yeah, that's... I rolled a total of five. <laughs> All right, you swing your sword in an attempt to cut down a tree on top of the leopard. You cut down a tree and it falls on top of Smack Chainmore with a crash. Oh, I'm sorry, I said five. It's actually be a total of six because my agility is four. And that makes all the difference in the world. Does it really? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> the tree falls slightly less quickly. <laughs> yes, and uh, it falls on uh, Smack Chainmore. Uh, entangling I've dug him. myself out of the ground. <laughs> I've dug myself out of the ground, friend. I'm ready to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think I'm getting payback. <laughs> I just... A man tries to make his way in this world and he just keeps getting smacked down. Alright, uh, so the uh, yeah the tree came down on top of Smack, who's in the hole in the ground, and the green grass grew all around, all around. <laughs> I'm Smack down. <laughs> Alright, Smack, I guess you get a shot at doing something. Is the uh, chain still lodged over the tooth of this leopard thing? It is, yes. I'm going to send the most outrageous bolt of electric energy I can into that sucker's mouth right, and its little cut tongue and all the rest of that. All right, roll your electric chain of justice. Oh, God. All right, well, four and seven. I got an 11. You send the bolt of electricity through your electric chain of justice. The smell of barbecuing leopard gums <laughs> fills the clearing. That's more like it. 
Liana, that cure would be a good idea anytime now. <laughs> it's a bit like the uh, like the smell of ribs. <laughs> All right, you're making me hungry now. Stop that. The chain burns its way through the uh, leopard's gums and it howls in pain and begins thrashing around wildly. One paw swipes toward the blade star, which is its initiative. Would you like to do anything I would dodge like... or something? Yes, block its paw with my sword. All right, I would say a uh, fierce fighter on that one. Okay, there we go, 17. All right, you block its swipe with its sword, cutting a deep gash into its paw, as you do. Blood rains down on the both of you. I believe I'm at one setback token, by the way. Uh, yes, oh, I've been forgetting to hand those out. Uh, no, you don't have any. We started zero setbacks at the beginning of every episode, however. Yes, but I blew the tree thing. Yeah, the tree, uh, yes. And uh, I've just forgotten to give those out. And uh, Smack blew the chain thing, so uh, he also has a setback token. However, the good news is Mr. Leopard's got at least two that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, actually, the Leopard has three at this point. Well, there we go. Uh, who's... I think it's mine. Uh, yes. All right, that was just a warm-up. Here's the real tree hugger defense. <laughs> tree hugger? <laughs> oh, for God's sake! That didn't sound good. <laughs> well, we've gone from six to seven. Oh, you know what? I'm going to spend an oomph point to re-roll okay. that. Because All right. that's just ridiculous. Fair enough. Oh my god! Is it worse? No, it's it's eight now. Well, you're working your way up. <laughs> yeah, no crap. Are we sticking I'm, with it, or are we going to roll another room? Two, three, and four. Well, I've got four more, so I think. Or you have three left. Three oomphs left. Three left. Three left. Left. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, you know what? I am going to spend one more and give this a shot because I really want this to work because it's going to be cool. Oh, no, you know what, I don't, well, technically I don't think we're supposed to be able to use an oomph on a re-roll, but since you're the game master and you say I can, then by God, I'm going to take advantage of it. You can, I think you can, uh, you two chances of doing that, I believe. Okay. So. Oh, hell. Do I have to go with the new result? I think you just go with the highest. Okay, then I'll take the eight, because I just rolled a two. All right, so, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> your oomph is down to two. Yeah, I know, it was a waste. Okay. You uh, you swing and cut the tree, and while it doesn't quite go exactly the way you wanted it to, it does come down onto the chain of justice, which is stretched out <laughs> between Smack Chainmore and the leopard. This causes the leopard's uh, tooth that it was hooked on to come flying out of its head, and on the other end, it causes Smack Chainmore to go flying up into the air. <laughs> The, pair of the tooth and We'll the... give our regards to your dentist, stripey. <laughs> the, uh, the leopard uh, hurries off into the uh, forest in retreat, and uh, Smack and the giant tooth land in a heap at Bladestar's feet. That sounds like a children's story. Smack and the giant tooth <laughs> by Roald Dahl. And other stories. That's right. Well done, my friend. Thank you, and I guess we have a little souvenir. Or actually, it's about the same size as us right now. 
I'd say it's both a tribute and a trophy that will prove that we are knights of Shenseen if you present it to Lord Legolas. The kill is yours, my friend. Thank you. All right, let's get back in there. As you walk back in, Shaylee, who was just sort of standing in a corner, claps her stone hands together and says, Man, that was quite the show there. Boys. Sorry. Boys. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Shaylee. Thanks a lot. When next such a thing occurs, please attempt to step on its foot at least. Hey, what's that you're carrying in here? It's his tooth. Can I smoke it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't do drugs. Drugs are a horrible thing, Shaley. Damn. In fact, many times people get pressured into doing things like that, and the best thing they can do is just say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If oh, your mother were here, I'm sure she'd agree. <laughs> the leprechauns start to come out from under the furniture and inside the cupboards. You're welcome, you're welcome all. No need to thank us. No need to bestow any gratitude. We we just do this because this is a job that we do. You realize you're coming off as an arrogant bastard, don't you? Yes. It is. And that's way. why I drink arrogant bastard ale. <laughs> <laughs> it is his way and always has been Lord Legolas. Well, we do thank you for getting rid of the leprechaun luncheon leopard, who's been the bane of our existence for many a many a year. Yeah, I may change that uh, detriment. I had a detriment of loose cannon, and I'm never using it, so I think I'm going to make it arrogant instead, because it's more fun to play. (laughs) (laughs) We are pleased to have removed such a danger from your home. And since we have... You can help us find Princess Shasta. Actually, you have some magical ability. You've turned us into these little pip-squeak-sized versions that can be yours for two proofs of purchase and three ninety-nine. Um, we are we, your local Toys R Us. That's it's, let's see how many how many plugs for different product placements we can put in here. Batteries sold separately. That's, <laughs> I point to Shaylee. She was turned to stone by uh, an evil rat. We've been trying to find a way to reverse the petrification. You know, I never saw a rat that wasn't evil. So I'm not sure of the specification there is necessary. Okay. Well, I knew of one rat that was a pretty nice guy, but that was a long time ago. A long, long Plus, time. I've known of your rats to eat me like a charms. So... <laughs> <laughs> Well, you uh, do indeed have power magic, Lord Legolas. We were only hoping that, uh, and that's a brilliant idea, Bladestar. I hadn't even considered it. We're surrounded by beings that can change reality at will. Although, if you're convinced that you... Are you convinced that you cannot cure Shaylee? I don't think we can do anything about that. I don't have anything that'll turn stone back into flesh. Very well, but... Well, could you at least give her a handlebar mustache? <laughs> He snaps his fingers, and Shaylee is donned with a large handlebar mustache that is the exact mirror <laughs> twin of Blade Stars. And I take my sword and slice off my own handlebar mustache. Are you sure you want to do that? It's my sword. I am very careful with it when I... 
<laughs> I, I, I think you need to roll for it. I, I, go ahead and roll your sword. Uh, roll to not remove your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's make sure you don't roll a one. Total of ten. All right, you uh, you shave off the handlebar mustache, leaving yourself with nothing but a uh, pointy, long goatee. I forgot about that. All right, that works, I guess. I'll deal with that later. I mean, you figure he's got to have been shaving or he'd have hair down to his armpits by now. They don't have chick disposable razors on the planet Zim, so he's got to be using his sword. I know we're not supposed to think about things like that because it's a cartoon, but still, I did. Also, I'd like to present you with something as a thank you for getting rid of the lepers. Well, yes, we did notice you were quite the downtrodden victims of leprosy. Now, oh, Jesus what would you... <laughs> I got this perfect, perfect. I got this perfect image in my head of the King Legolas pinching the bridge of his nose and just shaking it. <laughs> He's wishing the leopard had won at this point. I think. His reaction trumped the joke, which caused it, I have to say. I'm having second thoughts of presenting you with much of anything. <laughs> Except perhaps my foot up your ass. <laughs> I'd like to take you and present you with something if you'll follow me. All right. Thank you, Lord Legolas. All right. He leads you outside the hut, and I'm presuming that you're following. Yes. And they do uh, around the back of the hut and away into the trees a little bit. Quite a few of the other leprechauns are following. You notice that Lucas and Leon are not among them, but other, there are many, many others following along. You uh, reach a large lake. It's the large leprechaun lake. I was... Oh. <laughs> Far out in the... I capitulate. Uh, you beat me on that one. <laughs> far out on the other side of the lake is a huge waterfall falling down through some rock formations. And there are a number of stepping stones on its way out there. Legolas begins hopping from stone to stone out toward the waterfall. Hey, Shaylee, we found your calling. You could be one of these. Yeah, go screw yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Perhaps when we leave here, she should retain her graffiti. This is how uh, Captive Souls never got renewed for a third season because of all the controversy surrounding the content of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think getting stoned all the time has definitely had some adverse effects on Shaylee's personality. Yes. It's made for some rocky ratings. Oh, God. Uh, there's a part of the brain that well, it runs right down the center of the corpus callosum. Mine's bleeding. So are we following this little guy or what? Smack Jane Moore is attempting to hop along the stones. Hop along the stones behind Lord Legolas. I think you better not follow us, Shaylee. You're not shrunk. Oh, I guess she is, isn't she? Yeah, I ate some of that bitchin' bark, too. I thought you said you don't eat. I don't. I chewed it up. Weird. Okay, well. Okay, then. Didn't uh, swallow, you know. I spat it out. In fact, you may want to watch where worked. you're stepping. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, I follow 
And Shaylee follows as well. You make your way across the lake. (laughs) Water splashing, nearly drowning us. Well, now she's staying on the stepping stones as well. You uh, make your way to a uh, large rock formation and climb up on to the rocks behind the waterfall where there is a beautiful and rather large cave entrance. Right this way, my boys, right this way. He motions for you to follow him into the cave. Are you giving us this cave? This this cave of wonders? <laughs> you guys uh, enter the cave, presumably? <laughs> yes. I, I follow right along with Lord Legolas into the cave. Very, very quickly. Much more quickly than you're able to perceive. Lord Legolas darts back outside and claps his hands, and a glowing force field closes over the cave entrance. You are now held prisoner. More treachery. He gives you a bit of a courtly bow and leaves looking a bit somber as he does. I smell Valamir. Turning, uh... Pretty stinky, too. You hear a sound, and turning around... We start a Dr. Seuss book. I was just going to (laughs) say. You find the emaciated form of the real Princess Shasta chained to the wall. She is very weak and barely conscious. I point to the chain and I say, this sounds like a job for smack. Chain more. (laughs) (laughs) Then I shall attempt to break the chain before we administer to her illness. Or emaciatedness. Unchain her before we feed her. Where the hell did my die go? (laughs) There's a sudden whooshing feeling, and you realize that you have both become normal size again, and Shaylee as well. The effects of the bark has worn off. I'm rolling a six plus five for Mickle Might. Eleven, to try and break Shasta's chain. How are you doing it, exactly? Grabbing hold of it with my hand and attempting to snap it. And you don't have any sort of super strength anything, right? Trait number seven, Mickle Might. Oh, Mickle Might. That's right, okay. I, just, I was lost as to what we were doing here. Okay. So yes, you... that was the very last one added. Right, okay. So uh, the die was six and totals eleven. All right, you uh, you do manage to rip the, the chains from the walls and the manacles fall to the floor. Princess Shasta, can you hear me? She kind of looks at you, but appears quite dazed. As I said, barely conscious. Smack her a couple times. <laughs> Princess Shasta. This is come out of it. You are ruthless. My <laughs> My friend, I don't recall this in any of my first aid training. Have we any food or water that we can give her? That's a good question. Yeah, Do you carry happened, anything like rations? I just happened to leave my last night's pizza right here in the cave. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just love. I just. I hope you don't mind it, Adam. I just love the fact that he gets irritated as hell at the whole thing between Shaley and Smacks. Uh, he's fun it to play him, irritated. It makes him an excellent foil for both. <laughs> I, I recommend that you proceed as you wish. 
stay the course. Stay the course. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but out of character, I mean, is that something that's even considered in the game? I mean, do we carry rations or food or water or something like is well, that? Well, it's, that, a, it's uh, an 80s cartoon, so uh, yeah, and then you have no food on you. You guys will sort of get food when and where you will. Uh, however, mm. I suppose there could be a little bit left of that fruit in Plate Star's hair. Oh, God! Mmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Here you well, go, perhaps... Shasta. Have some fruit. <laughs> perhaps some leopard tongue lodged it's itself in his armor. It's a flavored variety. It's Fruity Flakes. <laughs> the new cereal from Kellogg. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Wow. I'm at a loss. Do you still have the sand dollar medallion, my friend? I do. Perhaps it has curative powers that may restore her or aid her health. Good point. And it looks better on her anyway. I take the medallion off and put it around Shasta's neck. A burst of glowing magic surrounds her momentarily. Good call, oh, sir. That was close. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. Uh, Rip no. the medallion off and throw it against the wall in disgust. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she crumbled it beneath our feet. And after a moment, she sort of sits up as much as a person can sit up on their tail and looks around at you curiously. Who are you? she asks. I'm Bladestar, and I'm here to rescue you. Are you also called Han Solo by any chance? No, I'm Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. Thank Luke you. Skywalker. Aren't you a little short for a night of Shenzhen? That would have been a lot funnier if you guys were still tiny uh, little leprechauns. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that would have. <laughs> oh, Princess, we were deceived by your captors. Not once. Not twice, but thrice. <laughs> and where are we exactly? I, I have been unconscious for quite some time. We don't know where we are. We know we're in the middle of a forest. We're in a cave. And, uh... The middle of a forest? That yeah. must be far away from my home. Well, you're not going to be dipping your tail in any water anytime soon, I'll tell you that. No, um, except perhaps the water just outside the cave. But at this point, we can't get beyond its entrance. Water outside. Yes. I must be having a brain freeze moment. Because what water outside the cave? The lake with the big waterfall that the cave was behind. Oh, that's right. I just completely missed that. I'm. I don't know what. What? Sorry. How to... You were busy busting Shaylee's chops the whole time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right, because it was a stepping stones thing. Okay. Yeah. Good. Sorry about I that, Ian. I hate that stone lady so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I really uh, was paying attention there. It just that's happens to me sometimes. Things just go. Whoosh. Okay. My father so, yes. must be terribly worried about me. I yeah. look at Blade Star. Uh, hey. <laughs> well. The thing about that is, he is terribly worried about you. Coward. I don't. Shaley mutters under her breath. <laughs> I don't suppose withholding the truth would do the princess any good. 
Princess Shasta, your father is no more. So he looks at you blankly for a moment. He was treacherously poisoned by the same evil beings that kidnapped you. Those evil beings, after poisoning your father, stole the artifact, the Sword of Zim, from your very home, from your very dining hall. But I'm sure that wherever your father rests now, he is terribly worried about you. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> Mutters. Shaley under her breath again. You must understand, Princess, that you must show even more strength since you are the remaining royal leader of the Mur people. And as he's saying this, kind of in the background, you see uh, Bladestar look back at Shaley and Lawn Gnome. <laughs> okay. And so I shall be stronger, she says, and she stands upright on her tail as the mer people are able to do, as we discussed last time. Yes. She grabs her medallion and points it at the cave entrance. A magical beam shoots out of it and obliterates the magical force field that was sealing the cave entrance. That's a neat trick. Come, let us get out of this place. Agreed. You step out of the cave to find Lucas and Leona looking up at you, most distraught. You have to understand. You have to listen to oh, us. We don't have to understand anything. Get the heck out of our way. Alamir made our people do this. He threatened to leash a legion of leprechaun lunching leopards on us. And rather than fight and be brave, you decided to be cowards and cave in. Look how little we are. What are we supposed to do? Please don't blame might... Lord Legolas. The choice might not have been that simple for them, my friend. It may have been a choice between existence or total oblivion for all of the leprechauns. Yes, it was the choice. Back up, can you sit there and say that? We of Knights of Shenzhen are all... That is our creed. I uh, agree with you. I but, agree with you, Star. <laughs> yes, but the choice was definitely between life and lunch. And we chose life. Yes, by sacrificing us for lunch. Indeed. Shaylee, that wasn't really you, was it? Was, that was not Shaylee. Coming up oh. from uh, across the stepping stones comes Lord Valamir. Followed by Fantra. You two have some things, two somethings, in fact, that I desire. I'm sorry about this, Shaylee, and I rush over and remove the helmet from her head. Uh, you're going to have to be very quick, because something is happening simultaneously, so uh, roll an agility roll. Eleven. Sorry, not fast enough. As you rush toward Shaylee... Fantra calls Shaylee to me! And uh, Shaylee, with a speed that is unbelievable given her stone state, moves to stand beside her former mistress before you can rustle the helmet away. And I say, Who's the coward now, Shaylee? I'm sorry about this, Blade Star. <laughs> <laughs> She promised me a carton of Marlboros. <laughs> and some really good Cubans. Uh. <laughs> uh, all right, we are rolling for initiative. Okay. 
That was funny. Okay, seven. Okay, that's weird. Me too. Oh, wait a minute. It's seven plus the plus oomph? oomph? Right. Yeah, mine was including the oomph. So I got 11 again. Right. God, two games ago, this Boy, guy we was were, stuck. If we were playing craps, I'd be really impressed right now. I'd be too. It was stuck on three <laughs> the first game, and now it's stuck on seven. Uh, yeah, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. All right. First up is Valamir. He launches a blast of energy at Bladestar. Okay. I'm dodging out of the way. Roll agility, please. Eleven. All right. You uh, dodge out of the way of his energy blast, which causes the leprechauns to scurry from the battle, fleeing into the forest. They're just a bunch of cowards, apparently. All right, uh, next up is Smack Chainmore. Who did I go for first? Uh, you know what? I think I laid off of him last time. Give it to him again, lads! Pound him, lads! Pound him! I would like to get back Shay Lee from Fantra with the Electric Chain of Justice. Must be. Lash out with the Electric Chain of Justice and grab her back to pull her back to us. All right. Oh, crap. Nine. I rolled a two plus a seven is a nine, which kind of sucks, but there it is. <laughs> All right, you swing the electric chain of justice. I'm going with a different die. <laughs> <laughs> it clangs for a moment off of the helmet that Chaley is wearing and falls into the uh, lake and doesn't really accomplish much of anything, Bummer. unfortunately. Fantra is up, and she goes for Smack Chainmore. He doesn't look like her type. <laughs> yeah, what does she look like, by the way, right now? Is she back to mummy lady? Oh, or yeah, is she she's, something she's else? mummy lady. She's all okay. wrapped up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. She's all wrapped up. No mercy. Yeah, no. There's <laughs> Elvis on Zim, apparently. <laughs> Shall I roll the dodge, or do we want to know what kind of attack she's making? Uh, she's doing a similar sort of energy blast attack. Ah, okay. I'm going to bounce it back at her with the uh, shield of Zim, if it in fact has any such capabilities. But since I don't know that, I'm going to give it a try. All right. And the green die rolled a five. This is your Nimbus of Nimbleness, yes? That's right. Nimbus of Nimbleness was also just five, so ten total. All right. You uh, swing the shield up to block the energy bolt. It bounces off the shield and hits some trees off to the side of the lake, which catch fire. Yeah. <laughs> the forest is burning. Oh, that's a bummer. Wow, we've got so many possibilities for morals in this episode, I don't even know which one I'm going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> Fantra appears to be trying to uh, ready herself for a second attack when Shaylee reaches out and places her stone arms around Fantra, pinning her. Wow! There you go! Well done, Shaylee. Valamir rushes forward, snatches the helmet from Shaylee's head while grabbing Fantra at the same time, and the two of them disappear in a poof of magic. Shaylee is standing, a perfect statue, with her arms still outstretched as if around Fantra, who is no longer there. 
I didn't even get a chance to play, says Shasta, <laughs> disappointedly. Well, I'm sure there'll be plenty of other opportunities, Princess. You may yet have a chance to do quite a bit of good here. As royalty of the Mer people, I would suspect that you have quite a bit of control over water. I wonder if you could direct some of what's in this lake toward those burning trees so that the forest itself is not destroyed, taking with it the home of the leprechauns. I don't really have any way of moving water. Good effort there, manipulate sir. different things. That was a good idea. Well, then Smack Chainmore is going to run toward the area of forest that's on fire. Actually, he's going to douse himself in the lake and run towards the area of the forest that's on fire and then try and use gravity grip to pull a couple of hundred gallons at least of water towards him and therefore towards the burning area of forest to try and douse that. Brilliant. That's cool. Brilliant. Yeah, I, I was thinking along similar lines. I thought you were going to use your ground cracking and try and like make a, a geyser wave. effect. Yeah. yeah, or a tidal wave. That's cool, though. Yeah, I like the yeah, gravity just, grip. The gravity yeah, that's grip awesome. Cool. Go for it. Got a 9 plus 7 is 16. All right, you run through the lake, activating your gravity grip and pulling many, many, many gallons of water all right along with you. They crash over you, making you absolutely soaked, but do manage to put out the fire. That's good. You're dripping wet now there. We cannot blame all creatures for not being as brave as the Knights of Shenzhen. Indeed. What about your friend? Why isn't she moving anymore? Well, the helmet because... that they took was a helmet of life, and when she was turned to stone, which you didn't know about, she was turned to stone a while back, and we uh, had the... This is not her usual state. No. She used to be flesh and blood. With some slight capability of changing into other it forms. Some but... sort of weird gargoyle thing. Should I restore her to her previous state? You can perform such yeah. a miracle, Princess? This is part of the magic of the Mer people, I guess. Yeah, don't bother. She's better this way. No, no. I am impressed that Princess Shasta can perform magic that those smarmy little bastards in the forest could not. <laughs> <laughs> if there is hope for Shay Lee, who saved us at the last moment, then I think we should exercise every option. Please, Princess, please transform her back to flesh. Well, transform her front to flesh also, otherwise <laughs> she'll really be pitched. Oh, uh, wow. All right, oh, Shasta moves forward, approaching Shaylee. She holds the sand dollar medallion in one hand and reaches out with the other to grip Shaylee's stone shoulder. There is a flash of blinding light, and Shaylee is once again... Flesh and bone and blood. She falls to her knees, looking extremely dazed. What? What has happened? Do you not remember? I remember... I remember... Stopping Fantra from... From attacking you all. You did indeed. It was an act of bravery that I have not seen in many a year, aside from my friend and I. Indeed. Well, thank you, Smack, for that implied compliment. Do you crave a menthol? <laughs> uh, should I? She asked, looking bewildered. <clears throat> it is a good sign. Certainly you are restored, at least if not to perfect health, and far, far better than you were as a stone woman. 
Thank you, Princess Shasta. Indeed. And I believe, says Shaley, whose voice is remarkably similar to Shasta's and difficult to tell apart. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I believe the spell that my former mistress had over me has broken. I believe you broke it yourself. And if that's not a cheesy 80s retro tune line, I don't know what it is. (laughs) I, says Shaylee, would like to be trained as a knight of Shenzhen, if you will have me, in the non-biblical sense. (laughs) (laughs) That depends on who you train with. Oh, God. If you're trained by Blade Star, you'll be had all right. Now. Hey, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I I go down on one knee and place an arm across my chest and just beam with pride. I would be honored to have you at our side as a new knight of Shenzhen. You know that the training would be arduous and dangerous, but I feel at your core you have the bravery and the will. And the goodness to proceed along that path. And what do you think, Bladestar? Shaley looks at Bladestar nervously. I think if I say yes to this, I'm never going to be able to insult her again for being useless. Which really, really, really messes up my day. <laughs> <laughs> but he's right. You did, uh, you did uh, really pull our fat out of the fire there and or out of the water, as it were. And uh, I do believe that you have the qualifications to be a great addition to our knighthood. This is Blade Star of the corporate world. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that as I was about halfway through and went out of hell with it. You right. have the qualifications to join our <laughs> team. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> We feel you would be a valuable asset. Asset to our, yes. (laughs) I'm afraid, though, Shaylee, that much of the training will come on the job, as it were. Our first and most immediate task is to safely bring Princess Shasta back to her home. That's right. I can travel home on my own quite well, thank you. No, no. I do appreciate the offer. We have seen how that works, and we just got you back. If it's all the same to you, Princess, we told your people that we would bring you back, and by the gods of Heracles, that is exactly what we're going to do. Shasta sighs and rolls her eyes as if to say, men. <laughs> by the I same don't token. Know who the gods of Heracles are, by the way, but <laughs> they're gods of some sort. That's right. That's all that matters. And I think uh, after you escort me home, says Shasta, you have a more important task ahead of you. Indeed, Princess. Recovering the artifact that was stolen from your people, the Sword of Zim. And the helmet that of well. Zim as and well. Yes, exactly. we're, we were up two out of three, now we're down to one out of three. This is not good. Very well. And that is the end of this week's story. It is time for the moral. 
wow, which one? Yeah. <laughs> and you guys go for it. And, you know, the longer you keep it going and the funnier you make it, the more pups I will award for that portion of it. Kids, in tonight's story, you may have noticed a uh, surprisingly numerous amount of colorful metaphors. Double dumbass on you and such. And I think it was more like double dumbass on you, wasn't it? (laughs) How the hell did he get into the moral? It's in his contract. (laughs) I've decided to go along with you. You're carrying me around in your hat. Tell me I like my hat. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, kids, the colorful metaphors should not be used, really, even on this show, but especially not by you, because your parents will kick your butt and then sue us, and we really don't want that to happen. So, my all joking Blade aside... Star, my friend Blade Star is correct. Colorful language and... Epithets that you would normally see on a bathroom wall aren't for everyday talk. They focus your listener on what your words were instead of what you were trying to say. And sometimes it's not just on the bathroom walls. Sometimes it's on the front of statue people who are wandering around. Yes. Indeed. That's right. Lucas, uh, <laughs> why don't you try not helping? <laughs> so, for instance... Screw you and the uh, horse you're already on. There you go. A perfect example of a colorful metaphor right there. Exactly. We do not advise you using it in front of or directed at your parents. Fight me. And if I called Lucas a maggot-brained scum-sucking pig, well, <laughs> You'd be right. that's just the sort of thing <laughs> That's just the sort of thing you don't want to be doing. You want to say something like, oh, "That Lucas, he's quite a character. Isn't he naughty?" Ha 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 ha. Much more acceptable around your teachers, parents, and in the schoolyard. However, if under your breath you wish to call him a maggot-licking, scum-sucking pig, then by all means, we can't stop that. And you'd be right. And that is not the end of the story, because we also saw how horrible a forest fire can be if left uncontrolled. So please, kids, when you go camping with your mom and dad, or your mom, or your dad, or your stepdad, your stepmom, and her boyfriend of four years who cheated on her and ended up with a prostitute on Beverly Hills Boulevard. Or by yourself entirely because you were sick to death of the whole lot of them. (laughs) Remember, a forest ranger won't have the kind of gravity grip you saw demonstrated in today's show. (laughs) A simple bucket of dirt over your campfire can prevent all kinds of damage, heartache, and death to the forest creatures that you know and love. Like me. That's right, Lucas, you spirochete brain little puddle of rat pee. <laughs> Oops, there I go again. Now, Smack, what you should have said was, that's right, Lucas, you cute little naughty-brained character you. That would be something which you would want to say. That would make it look like a perfect pansy. Yes, but that's part of being politically correct. You're a bunch of Nazi boys. (laughs) (laughs) Can we just pull the plug on this? (laughs) Can we start to drip on this sucker? And finally, Shaylee can tell you that when she was stoned, or rather in a stone form... Many references were made to smoking and drugs 
and things that we strongly urge you to avoid at all cost. Unless they make you see leprechauns like me. Because some of them are, you know. Basically, the bottom line is, kids, never, never speak with a gravelly voice. That's right. It frightens grown-ups. are ignoring me. (laughs) Why, yes, Lucas. Yes, yes, we we are. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the end of the story. Alrighty, then. (laughs) That was brilliant. That was fun, guys. Uh, you guys each get, uh, you know, a, a really good game. I'm gonna give you, uh, I'm gonna give you each seven pops and an, wow. oom- and an oomph. Ooh, dig it! So we're up to five. Wow, we're gonna be invincible before too long, sir. No, it's gonna make the adventures harder. Oh, okay. So uh, feedback. I, I always just... like the feedback at the end of the session. That was really cool. That was fun. And I got seven more pops. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have my pops. You guys did really well. I, I think I think this actually was the best one, and I thought that it was going to be kind of stupid. No, this is, as they say, seasonal. <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that, but we had characters we could interact with, which we did last week, too, once we got into the people's thing. But we had people to bounce stuff off of, like trees and <laughs> chains and stuff. And, once again, it had bad guys and monsters, which That's you can't right. do with that. That's right. So thank you for the uh, inspiration, Mr. Troop. You're very welcome. <laughs> you know, Arbor Day is coming up. Notch, I don't know if it is or not. I'm just joking. April Fool's is, though. April Fool's and Easter. Oh, Lord. And oh, in my. fact, we play our next game the night before April Fool's. March 31st. March 31st. Okay. Cool. Very cool. All right. Glad you guys enjoyed. Yes, oh, tonight was excellent. It was awesome. Tonight, absolutely yeah. excellent. Yeah, very fun, and thank you very much, Josh. <laughs> You're welcome. Too cool. And there it was. The merpeople, the, the princess of the merpeople, found quite a bit of green caricature uh, going on. <laughs> There's definitely a very heavily media-driven flavor to the St. Patrick's Day holiday. And there was no lack of evidence of that in this particular show. Obviously, no offense meant to anyone. I can't imagine anyone getting pissed off about anything that went on, but uh, it was just a fun time. And I think Josh letting off a little steam of his own. Uh, Between Josh and Eric, there was a lot of steam let off, and, and it was a plenty wild time and plenty of fun in this particular session. Thank you very much again. Please join us by downloading episode 32 of The Gutter Skypes. That will be, I believe, play session nine of Swashbucklers of the Seven Skies. And that'll be a week from, I would guess, yesterday. If yesterday was November 15th, 2009, that was the Sunday during which this show was supposed to come out and didn't. Sorry. Yes, so now it's less than a week. This coming Sunday, episode nine of swashbucklers of the seven skies and that has listener feedback in it that uh, that came around about the same time this stuff did however it's already been recorded and so how about i just shut up and say thanks again and until then see you then